Good evening, fantasy footballers and degents across the universe. This is the Championship Formula. Mike, stop rubbing my feet. And this is your host, Bearded for Her Pleasure. My you got Cooper mouth. going. The, your, your bottom of your foot feels like sandpaper. It is sandpaper. That I glue it there. That way I get, I get a real better grip. So you just like when you're <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. surfacing floors, you just like do this? No, I, dude, I get so much traction in the bed. It's incredible. Really? Yeah, yeah, Nicole oh. loves it. Yeah, otherwise my feet are slipping and sliding everywhere. That's a problem. Yeah, it's horrible. Damn. We have a really bad showing in the bedroom until I decided sandpaper on the feet. Works great. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a tip, by the way. Oh, oh man. All right. Well, sitting to my left tonight is going to be the always incredible, always with the flow, Mr. Cajun Raider. Yeah. So, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You, everyone listening, we gave him a chance to do a joke tonight. He's been perfecting jokes, his dad jokes, and he blew it. He was so excited. Yep. As soon as we gave it blew to him. Blew his wad as soon as no, we tra- he gets no, on the mic. this is like spontaneous. Like, just... Have you ever had a cat lick you? Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, no, I've never forced a cat to lick me, but thank you, Mike. No, I don't force them. Like, sometimes they just, <laughs> oh, you just run, Yeah, they just like it. <laughs> what the hell's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Have you oh, ever had a cat that would, like, lick stuff off your body? <laughs> Have you? No. No. Oh, no. Not it's kind thing. of rough like your feet. It's like wow. sandpaper that's like cool. your feet. Mm, that's yeah. My head went somewhere completely different. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, I mean, you guys have the gutter minds, not me. When you talk about cats and licking and all that shit, I mean, I, I go somewhere else. Mike man. has like a little ball of string right above his BH. Yeah, and he yeah, just yeah, lets yeah. the cat like bat at it. Like, <laughs> he, he wraps around his balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the old speed bag. You Back definitely got my attention, yeah. man. You got my attention now. All right. Wow. Yeah. All right. So sitting across from me. It's going to be the casual, Mr. Josh stat. Kenny. In 2004, you guys probably already know this. This is probably a pretty common fact. It's not nothing special. But here it is. 2004, Sean McVay was named Georgia 4A Offensive Player of the Year for high school athletes. Yeah. Sean McVay. Do you believe that? Yes. You should. Who did he beat out? Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Get Whoa. the fuck out. Yep. And how did Vinny get that? Vinny knows. Because the year he played over there. I just I just put it together. Wow. That's all. Damn. Yeah. That's good I shit. If anyone Sean would know McVay it. beat out Cal Megatron. Yes. Get out of 2004, here. 2004, Georgia Offensive Player of the Year for four A schools. That's pretty crazy, right? What was now, what, but I want to see his his stats. Like, you want to see his film? Yeah. I yeah, don't know. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, when you, you get home, to, you got something yeah. to look up. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's not wasting his time with football. No, I'd be interested to see it on Sean McVay. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if there's film flowing out around. You there's got to be some YouTube. Got to be sure. something. I mean, 04, It's not like we we're ancient. Come on no. now. Right. We yeah, the internet was around back then. Like when yeah. my first video came out in 1992. That was my rap video. Oh, your rap video. Rap video. Your rap video started before your porn career. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what tanked his rap career. <laughs> Is that where you got the first speed bag nickname? Yeah. yeah. Speed bag. Is that the one where you were you were just constantly getting flicked in the nuts? Yeah. My name is Kuiper. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a Rocky remake, right? And they would just flick your balls over and over. Oh God. 
Ah. All right. Well, sitting to my right, as always, is going to be the nation. Mr. I don't Finnegan have anything Thomas. cool to say about cats licking me, about freaking Sean McVay beating out Calvin. Golly, man. Forget it. I, I can't follow it up, man. That's okay. We're going to follow it up. We'll see what uh, everyone's doing this weekend. Mike, please tell me you got something cool planned for this weekend. Yes. I'm going to sleep. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. You're just going to catch up on all the sleep you didn't get this week. Absolutely. I'm going to dream. I do lucid dreaming, so I like get to ride wells. Most of us call that getting high. Yeah. But yeah. I like how you just say lucid dreaming. Lucid That's dreaming, good. Huh? That sounds cool. way more legal. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Josh, how about you? Are you sleeping with Mike? Not to, not this weekend. <laughs> oh, Maybe yeah, in two you weeks. Will. You will in my dreams. <laughs> yeah, in your lucid dream? <laughs> yep. I honestly don't even know what I have planned this weekend. Yeah, I wish I had something cool. You haven't checked cool. with the wife yet. No, I, right. I want to uh, use the smoker probably. It's been a few weeks. I'm ready to throw there some ribs go. on there, but Let's do it. nothing real cool, though. Hmm. Vinny? Let's see. Saturday, I'm going to play ball. I'm going to give a couple estimates. And then Sunday, I'm going to do garage sale, man. That's it. You're going to have a garage sale? sale? Yeah, I got a garage sale going on. Very That's nice. It. I got a lot of stuff I just want to get rid of. I told the girls, I said, get everything together. Whatever you don't want, give it to me. I'm going to take it out, put it in a garage sale. And then what we don't sell, take it to Goodwill. I want it out. Nice. You know, kind of make room, man. Okay. You know, sometimes you hoard a little too much. You mm-hmm. know, I think there's a lot of things I can get rid of and make some room. Okay. Very I know nice. it's not fun. No, that it has to be done. Sometimes it has you know, to be done. No, I get it, it completely. Yeah. All right. Mike, what do you got going on this weekend? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. oh actually, this weekend for me, I got, uh, I got a fun weekend planned. What? What are you doing? I am going to be in Nicole, going to St. Augustine Friday, late Friday morning. And uh, we are going to a casino auction thing at uh, Philip Anthony's Art Gallery on Friday night. All proceeds go to charity. And there's going to be craps, blackjack, roulette, and we cannot wait. There's going to be open bar. So uh, yours truly is going to be drunk, I promise. Nice. And uh, Nicole won't be far behind me. And Terrence and Andrew are going to be hanging out with us. Saturday is going to be the auction, and uh, we reserved a bed and breakfast for Saturday night as well. We'll be staying over till Sunday. Sunday, we're going to get up and uh, have a late breakfast, and we'll probably go catch some live music over at the No Name Bar or over at the, I think it's the Rambling Rose or something like that. They always have great acoustical live music. It's always a fun time. It is, the, my favorite part is there's no assholes. You, almost always, it's such a good crowd it's usually a little bit older crowd but it's always fun and it's always a good hang well you should invite me Mike, to you ruin that whole experience it. you could not handle it yeah mm. i would it's, be the asshole no you wouldn't be the asshole <laughs> you would definitely not be but you would definitely be hammered you'd be puking in the back of the van so we can't be having that but if you wanted to go honestly if you wanted to go up on saturday you and donna we'd have a blast all right seriously all right, all right it's, give an, me don- it's an art auction Saturday afternoon is. After the auction's over, we're done. They're trying to sell you art. They want you to participate in the auction, apparently. Well, actually, we've already uh, put one in. So they're going to have one there ready for us. Jesus Christ. So Saturday, we're getting one. You guys have the best art The Vessel of Utter Bliss by Michael Cheval is what we'll be getting on Saturday. So that's already a a done deal. It's already locked up. I love your art. Right. Uh, The art in this room is done by a... He his name is Create. He was a graffiti artist turned tattoo artist turned uh, Park West. Man, why don't we have I want cameras. you to tell the audience just how degenerately you love art. How much did you Nicole spend on one, two, three, four, four five, five, six pictures? Yeah. This was actually uh, new technology. These were actually all prints that we got. Right. These were prints, so these are not. They were all They're signed. They're not as pricey. They are not as pricey. They have the basically the exact same look, but you can tell it's a. Uh, a little bit different than most art. 
And these, I think, were only about maybe 600 bucks a piece. So you could print these, but you wouldn't get the signature. Uh, they're all numbered as and, well. And the texture. Like, look at the, yeah, texture. the texture. Right. And Man, I wish we had cameras. Yeah. Like, when are we going to start filming this? Oh, oh, probably when you stop wearing skirts, man. <laughs> <laughs> when you stop wearing your Hello Kitty backpack and your top hats, we'll start filming this. For oh, real. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing this week, and I am really looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah. This will be like it's a whole vacation two weeks almost. That'd Hell nice. yeah. Yeah, it was good. You left Josh with all the heavy lifting. Nope. No. Not at all. <laughs> that, that was a bad joke, I guess. <laughs> no, no. We, we, all, we all work hard and we all work together. So, no. When, whenever I someone know, else takes I the time off. No, no. Playing. Not at all. Whenever someone takes time off, we're happy for them. I'm glad when Josh gets his vacations and Gary gets his. It's needed. When you yeah. when we come back, like when I like maybe yesterday, Monday, I was a little bit slow in the morning. But today, I was moving around just like I wanted everything to get done. And I will be tomorrow afternoon as well. I yeah. get it. We, we, uh, we lighten the workload when one of us is gone. It, it's uh, We keep it pretty smooth. Okay, I apologize. Don't apologize. I will. That shows, that's a sign of weakness. Ap- yeah, I'm going to apologize all night long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Weirdo>. <laughs> all oh, right. So, as a reminder. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're this about guy. to lose your beer privilege there, <laughs> Raider. It's so it's uh, how you said it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So uh, just as a reminder, where we left off last episode was on Mr. Roshan Johnson. Oh, and I'm sorry for that too. No, you I shouldn't guess be. I have to apologize. Why no, are you, you sorry for that? You had a great. Because he loves him so much. Yeah, because he loves him so much. Yeah, that's okay. We're uh, we are gonna keep going with our way too damn early rankings okay. on running backs. Let's do it. Yeah, is everybody ready for the next one? I mean, because it's it's gonna be hard to top Roshan. I mean, who do you, who honestly? There's only a handful of guys you should be ranking ahead of him. Yeah, he, you should probably just do, draft him as an RB one just in case. Just in case, Wielden. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ooh, but uh, we are gonna make this. Uh, uh, this guy actually has a nice. He carved out a nice role for himself last year. He should. He's probably a little bit more than a handcuff, and that is going to be Mr. Najee's Harris, his handcuff, and it's going to be Jalen Warren. He's definitely more than a handcuff. He outproduced Najee Harris on, in several metrics, for sure. He did early in the season. At the end, Najee really did start to come back to life. I know he played with a little bit of a foot injury. It, it is a tough one. Warren looked electric when he was on the field. Harris apparently has slimmed down, and he looks electric, but, of course, this is the time of year for... Best shape of my life. So yeah. everyone is in the best shape of their life. Everyone is super fast, Every except maybe Chase Claypool, who apparently is a fucking idiot and uh, doesn't <laughs> want to learn the playbook and doesn't want to try very hard, and he wants to do stupid shit off the field, and hear. he wants to make everyone in Chicago hate him for giving up the 33-number overall pick, which could have been an incredible cornerback that Pittsburgh got instead. So, yes, I'm not bitter at all, but uh, fuck you, Claypool. You sound Jalen kinda- Warren had more yards per carry on average. He had more yards per catch on average. He had a higher catch rate. He and um, Najee didn't he play pretty much all season? He did he might play have been all season. Banged I up. Think, he was banged up. He did miss you know bits and pieces of games, but yes, he did play all season. I, I think I think that Tomlin is going to continue to insert Warren into the into the game plan. And if Najee gets hurt, then all bets are off. Then you have an excellent handcuff. But I think you can take Jalen Warren as somebody that you stash on your bench or um, 
does he? Do you think he starts entering flex territory at this at this point? We have actually, as a group, we have him projected at ten point six one points per game. That's okay. flex territory. Yeah. Now that you're in double digits, that is flexible. I, I like Jalen Warren. I, I mean, even with uh, Najee playing all season last season, banged up or not, he his his metrics were better. Yeah. So unless he takes a serious step back, I think he can continue to to eat some of that um, playing time of uh, Najee's. Honestly. Yeah. Vinny's a big Najee. He is, but right yeah. now we have Warren. And, 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 and it's good Josh gave all these opinions without knowing I own them both in Dynasty. Now that he said that, <laughs> no, no, this is real. Uh, the first year that Najee came into the scene, top five running back, no hesitation, led the league in receptions. Easy. Easy. Surefire QB1, top five. Year two, started off terribly, had the Liz Frank injury, a serious injury, nope. yet did not miss a game. And when he finished out the season finish as rb12 or rb13 wow yep. where's the truth like i say normally somewhere it's in the here, middle it's not down there somewhere it's in the somewhere middle. in the middle yeah. yeah i hope everyone buys into everything josh said i pray to god because i think Najee will be a really good value i think pittsburgh as a whole is going to bounce back the offensive line is going to be better better i see For pittsburgh sure. taking a step forward i think a lot of people are going to think just like josh did and i want them to i don't think Najee's going to finish as QB5. also don't see him finishing as QB15. I see him finishing somewhere between... We are talking about RB, right? You keep saying QB. I said QB? Q- yeah, oh, I'm sorry. like three I'm so times sorry. in a row. Did I really? Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. No, oh, I thought he said RB. QB. Josh, oh, okay. not just me. No, right? it was QB. Yeah. Oh, Did okay. I really? But if he does, Mike is really worth really it. If he finishes he as QB really anything, then he's, he's, a QB, <laughs> he's the RB1 <laughs> overall, baby. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. But you get what I'm saying. He's yeah, somewhere yeah. in between, if you ask me. You know, and I have high hopes for the Pittsburgh offense. I think... They all take a step forward. Najee Harris gets back on track. Jalen Warren can still be flex-worthy, man. He can still average 10 points a game, and Najee still finish between as a low-end QB1. And I have them both (laughs) as a low-end RB1. I think you're you're right, though. I believe that you're right. I I, think Pittsburgh gets better all the way around. I think you better better own them both, too. I I think it's smart, especially if you're a Najee guy. Absolutely. Own them both, man. Own them both. That's, That's one thing I'm very happy about in Dynasty. I have all my direct backups. So no one can hawk me. Yeah. No one so can hawk when we me. go into our dynasty draft, we already know the strategy. Start taking Vinny's backups. <laughs> there's no there's yeah, no strategy right? to defeat me, Josh. Because if you do that, I'm not interested in taking the primary guy, more than likely. So if I take the primary guy and I really want the backup, I'm gonna have the backup. But I get go. what you're saying. You yeah. know? I get it. Well, Jalen Warren, I mean, we have him as a low end number three. He's absolutely a flex guy now at this point. He is in the double digits. That's gonna be not just us, but consensus. So at 10.61, you're doing just fine if you get and get him at the number, you know, anything less than number RB30. Jalen Warren looked good, man, when he, he did? did when he did get to play. But Najee looked great when he was healthy. I For mean, sure. it's just one of those things. You might have two pretty good running backs. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Warren know? averaged almost five yards to carry, and um, Najee hasn't averaged four yet. Nope, he yeah. was at three so, nine or something. Yeah, he it's was just right something there. To consider. I just think that this is the time when you, you know, fantasy football is about taking some risks. Anyone can draft Austin Eckler, and anyone can draft, you know, CMC. CMC. Okay, great. Yeah. You did a you did a great fucking job. Show me what you did from round six to round twelve, and let's compare. Yeah. This let's is one compare. of the guys that you yeah. were targeting in those. Yeah, rounds. come on, yeah. man. Like, for sure. You know, you got to take a risk somewhere. That's a pretty good calculated risk, I'd say. Yeah, Absolutely, agree. All right, so here we go. Right after Jalen Warren, we are looking at. A brand new New Orleans Saints. Who knows what's going to happen to Kamara? They did draft Miller. So this is a real wild card. Jamal Williams was really, really solid last year. A ton of touchdowns. We have him in at 10.6. 
6-1 points per game. That's flex-worthy. For me, and I don't know if it's just me, this feels like his floor. His floor? There's so much regression coming for Jamal Williams. You really think so? Dude, he had 17 he had so touchdowns right. last year. And how many man? of those were one-yard plunges, bro? Yeah, before that, he how never had more than six. How many of those are you getting six? again? I'm out on Jamal Williams. He's going to regress back. Unless I can get him at tremendous value, and I don't think I will. I think a lot of people are going to think like you do. They see the 17 touchdowns in Detroit. They think he's going to carry over a lot of that production. But that's going to require New Orleans getting stuck at the goal line a lot. You know, I you know it's asking a lot. Could he get 10 touchdowns? He could. He's not getting anywhere close to 17. Man. Okay, so let me tell you this. You're saying it, it depends on him getting stuck in the red zone. Yeah. Right. I mean, he needs opportunities. Derek Carr has always been stuck in the red zone. He well, always been stuck in the red zone. If that's true <laughs> and you believe that's going to happen, then you're right. You should draft him all wins. I'm not going to. Right. That's what, I, I plant my flag on this show. I don't. I don't sit around here and fucking diddle dally with bullshit. I don't either. I. Yeah. I'm going to jack me, off Jamal, right now. For, for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do that. But for me, I, I, I'm very. Right, put your skirt, skirt down. Put yeah. your skirt down. I, I'm very comfortable, man. I plant it. I just say what it is, and if. Yeah. You, don't believe it. Don't believe it, man. I feel very comfortable saying Jamal Williams will not touch anything close to 17 touchdowns. Nothing close. How many points per game did he have last year? I don't know. I actually thought it was more. Right. He had almost 13 points a game last very year. Very touchdown dependent. There you very go. Very touchdown dependent. Cool. So if he could finish this south of 10, would you be surprised? I, I, I do feel that he's going to finish north of 10 points a game. But I think that's, I mean, we have him at 10.77. That feels right. right. With 11. I was going to say with yeah. 11. I feel comfortable with 11 points. I'm not drafting the Detroit Jamal Williams. No. No, man. No way. I am drafting Jamal Williams with the expectation that Alvin Kamara is going to miss a little time. Right. And that they don't want to lean completely on a rookie quite yet. Right. So I think Jamal Williams is going to have a... Yeah. Who's hurt? Who's who's not even healthy. Yeah. All the hype on Kendra Miller. Yeah. Not even healthy, man. Yeah. I just feel that Jamal Williams is going to have four or five weeks... Where he's going to be the starter, and I think it's going right. to push him up just enough to make him useful. They also right. gave him a three-year deal. I think not Jamal for, Williams is a good real life yeah. running back too, man. For sure, he's it's, he's not a bad running back. I just I got he's a feeling. Bipolar. Did you see that? He's, he's hilarious. With? He's hilarious, isn't he, dude? Yeah, he's, he's like he's freaking hilarious. I think our dude. projection of 10, 11 points is pretty spot on. Okay. Yeah. So the next guy up, man. Th- He's going to be all over. I'm not sure where consensus is. We have him in it, I believe, number 33. He just signed with Detroit, Went stayed in division. We're talking about, of course, David Montgomery, who is going to be in a timeshare with Gibbs. Gibbs they took, of course, early in the first round. They, You already know that they are going to give that guy a ton of touches. Yeah. But Gibbs is also sub-200 pounds. Yeah. Is it easy right. to envision a role where David Montgomery – is the goal line back and also gets a majority of the carries first and second down. You're, you're the Bears guy. I mean, David Montgomery is not great. I never thought he was great, but you know what he does do? He never takes a playoff. That right. guy gives you a thousand percent on every single play. He never makes play. a playoff either, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. That's but good. yeah, David Montgomery was one of my favorite players on the Bears. He he was a likable guy. Seemed a little stupid in interviews, but that's okay. So let me ask you. He's right next to Jamal Williams, who just came from. He basically replaced Jamal Williams. Yep. And we have him back-to-back in points. You think that's pretty accurate? He's basically going to step into that role, right? I don't think he's going to have almost 13 points a game. I think that was definitely fluky. Yeah, like 9 or 10. But we have have down David Montgomery for 11.25. You're talking uh, not quite two points less a game than Jamal. That feels about right. Yeah. 
I just don't, he's just a guy you're going to wait on. He is the perfect bi-week filler, flex when the guys are all in. For me, David Montgomery has a lot of value. He's You're going to draft him down there as a low-end number three, high-end number four, and that's exactly what you need. He, you need guys like this on your roster. Can he catch? David Montgomery has great hands. So if Jameer Gibbs goes down, he's not NFL ready yet. Dude, he's a step-in money. He is with Detroit's offense. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like it. Good take, man. Okay. Well, the next guy makes me sad. <laughs> he makes me so he makes me angry. He makes me sad. <laughs> this is your guy. But, yeah. Um. He makes me want to punch him in the face. He is basically like Rashad Penny's younger brother or something. They're both so effing injury prone. DeAndre Swift. Detroit that's what, finally well, that's why said, they took yeah. them. They wanted to get at least two full games out of both of them, so they just they yeah. took them both. <laughs> yeah, DeAndre Swift, he's so talented. He's fast. He's got incredible hands. He's actually good in pass protection all four games that he played over his career. Yeah. He was really good. Never allowed a sack. <laughs> <laughs> On the 17 plays he was in, he never allowed a sack. It's a great stat. You should have used that stat. That's going to be my, that'd be my next one. <laughs> Man, if he's playing behind the best offensive line in football. We said the same thing about Rashad Penny. The only difference is Rashad Penny cannot catch. Right. Yeah. Rashad Penny's right. metrics are much better than DeAndre Swift, though. So, right. DeAndre Swift, how much do they how much do they like him? How much do they want to invest him? Are they going to give him a shot? Are they going to give him 120 carries to see what he can do? No. It doesn't feel like he can even do 120 maybe carries. Maybe 100. Yeah, these, maybe 100. Man, these what committees. These committees are driving me crazy. Dude, this committee is needed because Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift have vaginas. <laughs> so they can't they literally can't go more than like seven or eight plays without but, pulling something or oh my side hurt. It's it Deuce Staley said it best. You don't play injured. You play hurt. It's right. professional football. Right. right. And some guys can do it and some right. guys can't. I guarantee you Najee Harris is a man among men, and of he's course. respected in the locker room. He goes right. in there, he commands respect because he doesn't take plays off. But Derrick Henry, same way. CMC, same way. Exactly. It takes real injuries to take these guys exactly. out. Exactly. Rashad Penny's on the sideline drinking milk and holding his holding his boo-boo. Yeah, exactly. But here's what disturbs me about this situation is Connor. Oh, shit. He's disturbed. Go ahead. Yeah, disturbed. like Connor seems more attractive to me. Connor McGregor? No, he is James, kind of attractive when he's not trying to rape people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's man. Offense. Did you see how he punched that mask? Stick with your, yeah. What about James Connor? <laughs> no, James, like James Connor is. <laughs> what? I'm like, is that with, a bird? Let's stick with James <laughs> Was that a squirrel? How far up the list did we just jump to James Connor? Go ahead. What were you saying about number 12, James Conner? And while we're at number 32? This is a joke. <laughs> no. Which one are we talking about? Like Conor McGregor you, or James You Conner? brought up James <laughs> Conner. <laughs> we were talking about DeAndre Swift and you jumped to James Conner. So go James ahead. Conner seems more attractive to me. Yeah, he should point. be. He's like 15 <laughs> spots higher. Yeah. I love you, man. Is it? Michael Pittman seems dude, more bro. attractive that's for some yeah. reason I love you, than uh, Zach Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I want to ask you because you're, you're really disturbed and frustrated with all these committees, right? So there's only a handful of guys that are, are every down guys, right? I mean, let's face it. It's it's CMC. Right. It's Saquon. Yeah. It's Austin Eckler. It's Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Who else am I missing? 
medicine that's done it for a while and they're the only guy. Najee. It was it was Dalvin Najee. Cook. Not even yeah. Najee. It was Dalvin Cook. Najee did it one year. Yeah. Second year he kind of did it because he was hurt. But that's it. There's like really five to seven guys, right? Max, maybe if you're generous. Yeah. So when you're drafting, what's your advice to people then? Don't draft. Don't draft what's your, backs. What's your, don't what's draft? your personal don't philosophy? Don't even come to the draft. What's your personal philosophy then? Yeah. I if would you don't say, get one of those guys, what are you doing? I would say wide receiver, quarterback. And that's a just avoid running back altogether. What's your Go running zero? back philosophy? Right. What's your running back draft philosophy? Draft Jonathan and, Taylor and hope this for the com- best. After this conversation, <laughs> I don't like running backs. Okay. So uh, we can explain. <laughs> you really <laughs> Thank you for answering all of our direct <laughs> questions. You, no, no, you did that a was great good. job. That was good. No, no, it's seriously. almost as good as everyone you sharing out there, your combine notes yeah, six every, weeks after the draft. <laughs> Josh, everyone out there is just much smarter today <laughs> after this episode. Yeah. You know? really. So your running back philosophy out there, guys, is just don't draft. Not don't draft position. Just don't draft, period. Don't draft. Don't so come to the draft. Yeah, the, you're obviously under some distress. Yeah. You're I'm, coming up on a draft. We're all going to be in it. Yeah. What's going through your mind if you can't land one of the top five guys? Actually, it, th- I just looked it up. It, this conversation did not change his mind. He's actually thought this for a long time. His number two is uh, Damian Harris. His number three is Jarek McKinnon. His number four is Deontay Ford. Well, no, no. Me and him just did a trade, though. And he has Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Taylor. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So wow. What, he, what he wanted to do was, you know, sa- secure himself with the two running backs. There's only five. There's five running backs. If you can't get them... Forget That's it. it. Just forget. It. Don't draft. So if you don't have a top, <laughs> seven pick, if you don't have a top seven pick in the redraft room, do not show up. Yeah. Got it. Everyone demand, listening, demand top. Five. If you want to play fantasy football, you better fucking get a top five top, top seven. Five. Just pick. walk out of the draft if you yeah. don't. Yeah. Just walk out. Don't even play with running back zero strategy. Do not draft. Yeah. Is what Casey just Raider don't saying. draft. Just tell them I'm zero. sorry. I'm out. Zero, zero team strategy. Yeah. yeah. All right. I love you, man. I like it. <laughs> All right. I don't know where we were. We were talking about He was about, about to go on yeah. why he thought that James Conner was so attractive. And what did James Conner do that so gave I'm, you a half chub? I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm well, saying that Conner was more attractive than the guy that we were we, just we talking about. We were talking about, about Swift, and then okay. we went to talk about committees because I brought yeah. it up to him. I said, well, he's upset because Swift is a committee yep. as well. Everyone's in a committee. And I said, well, what do you do? You know? I I think there's running backs that even if they're not in a committee, depending on where you draft them, will return great value. That's all. And I, and I think your strategy needs to be built around that. Hey, if I miss up, miss miss on one of these guys, I have a contingency here. It will be frustrating sometimes, but that's how leaves are won and lost is whether you nail those predictions. You know, a Rashad Penny super late could win you the league. Okay, a James Conner in the middle rounds on a sucky offense could win you the there league. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, going hero is one of my favorite strategies, you know. But if you can't go hero, then you need to decide which round are you going to attack running back. Like, where, where is your target? Where's you know? Acres? Give me Acres. Right. And Acres, also? You're on Acres all of a sudden? Yeah. I, I didn't he think he had him. high draft combine uh, scores. <laughs> so, yeah, off the charts. That three-cone drill, man. Oh, my yeah. gosh, man. Yeah, it's he a precursor to greatness. Like 4.4 4 stars, right? Yeah. If you look right. at your 2017 <laughs> yeah. notes. Yes. Oh, my God. All right, who's next on the list? Well, the next guy we're gonna save uh, for just a second because uh, he ruined he ruined some fantasy hopes and dreams of another player. We're gonna talk about him in just a second. No. We're gonna take a very quick commercial break. Yeah, no, and we're actually gonna a give a shout out. Sorry. We're gonna give a shout out to someone that I uh, 
Uh, I think we're going to start doing some random places from. Uh, what if they don't want to be associated with us? With like these guys. That's not, too bad. Yeah. They're going to. They are now going to be associated with us forever. Okay. And tonight it's going to be FM Pizza. I know we talked about them a couple weeks ago, but are they sponsoring us? Not AM they're Pizza. Not, no. Oh, no. we're, we're just like I just yeah. I'm just going to give them a shout out. Also, what about okay. tonight we're helping other people out. Yeah, tonight we're for helping free. Other, for free. <laughs> <laughs> this goes contrary to everything Josh stands for. So why did you go rogue? Why have you gone rogue? Because I felt like it. Is Josh, there, are you aware of this? Is it the incredible service that you got the last time you were there? Is that why you're shouting them out? No. This is so oh. rogue. What I'm going to say is on Sundays, you go for the unlimited mimosas, you get the meatballs and the garlic knots, and you'll be a very happy person, Mike. You I got hate it. mimosas, man. All right. I love you meatballs. You hate mimosas. No. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, I can't stand them. I'm more of a sangria guy. Okay. I'm a blackberry sangria guy. All That's right. kind of the not same a thing. Get, a, no. black, get uh-uh. a blackberry mimosa. I'll try it. Yeah. I'll try it. You should. I love FM Pizza as well. But let's let's uh let's just go ahead and just call it for what it is. Oh, here we go. The food's great. Uh-huh. Service but the is service spotty. Service is very spotty. So FM Pizza, if you're listening. Oh shit, now we're calling out restaurants. Just, just wow. that, I wouldn't have done that. So we sponsor this is how we're different. So we sponsor. This is how our podcast is different. Yeah, we won't call out real. restaurants. We'll keep it real. Keep hey, it real. That's we're real not sending our people to your shitty spot. <laughs> no, no, go. The food is um, <laughs> oh, is excellent. Yeah, we just excellent. A, Josh flipped the fucking script. The service is awesome. The service is spotty. Uh-huh. No, Josh is 100% correct. I'm if doing they had, Google review on behalf of this podcast. Dude, if they had incredible service, this would be one of the best restaurants in the county. We'd be begging to get their spon- for them to come if on we get show. the sponsorship. Come yeah. on, step your game up. The garlic knots are incredible. Patrick, we love you, but uh, he's the manager, one of the head servers. Their baked brie is awesome. Oh, my I God. I love it. The Patrick, meatballs. Hire me. I'll come to work tomorrow. <laughs> the meatball is good, man. For real. Yeah, the for meatball real. is good, man. But yeah, yeah, the pizza's great. Garlic knot's great. Every, I mean, we haven't had anything bad from there. No. Other than the service. But there other, you than, but yeah, that's if you're getting, review. I guess the takeout is the way to go. Is that where the speakeasy is? So right, yeah. that's where the speakeasy was. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah, the speakeasy was really good. There you go. Just want to put that out there. Right. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> For a guy that doesn't drink much, I, I enjoyed my time there. The drinks okay. were good. Well, guys, uh, don't don't go anywhere. Don't get out of the car. Just hold on for a few seconds. We'll be right back. I have to go pee. Thank you. And we are back. Thank you very much for hanging on. I told you. See, I I was correct. It was just a couple seconds. You had to wait. You guys guys are lucky motherfuckers tonight. Why? Because you get a bonus trivia. Oh, bonus nice. trivia! Sweet. Yes, Justin Jefferson. Can we answer it, or are you just no, gonna tell us? You don't oh. get to answer nothing because oh, okay. nobody's gonna know this. Oh, then ask and it. It feels question. like I'm shitting on Mike tonight. Ask it in a question. That's oh. not nice. I hate being shit on. I don't have a way to ask okay, it. Okay, okay, just tell it. Justin Jefferson needs 235 more receiving yards to have more receiving yards than any Chicago Bears player ever. Even Willie Galt. Ever. Does even Moosin Mohammed. That, that doesn't even huh? sound right, even does it? Marty Booker. Every nuts, huh? single one. Marty Booker. Allen, Allen Robinson. No, You know who actually I think should have had... Uh, no, he played for Denver as well. Um, The tall guy. 6'4". Played on the outside. Help me out. He played for the Broncos as well. Like about 10 years ago. Um... Ten years ago? Yeah. DJ the? Moore. Ed McCaffrey. I'm gonna, oh, my God. <laughs> no, ten years or more no, for the Broncos. And Chicago. He was real. And Chicago. Yeah. Dwayne Wade. No, no, hold I, on a second. It wasn't wanna... Demetrius Thomas. That's, Wait, that's what? who I was thinking no, of. No, it wasn't him. 
Who was next to Demetrius Thomas? Um, Eric. He went for. He played for the Jets. Though that wasn't Brandon Marshall, Brandon asshole. Brandan Marshall, oh. Jesus, I'm yeah, an idiot. Uh, 235 more yards, and Justin Jefferson has is, is more he, receiving yards than any who Bears what, receiver. Who has the bear? Who's the leading Bears receiver? You should be telling me that, bitch. You're a Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> is it Brandon Marshall? Probably. Is he still alive? Yes. Get out of here, dude. It's it's on a podcast. Oh really? Why it, would you it, even put that juju on him like it, that? Well, I mean, is it as good as ours? That's debatable. <laughs> Let's see here. Chicago Bears all-time receiving leaders. Do you got it? No. Do you? There he is. Who's that? That was Jackson. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I would, would you, do you know who it is? No. Do you want to take a guess? Did I already say it? Wendell no. Davis. I bet you're not even going to get it. Uh, Bernard I Marion. I bet you can't give me. For what, who? What year do you play? For the Bears? Give me one Both year. Both of them are in the 50s. Oh Jesus! Oh, yeah. oh in the fifties? Shit! No idea. Arthur. Grunkham. You can't even give me number three, and he played from twenty twelve to twenty sixteen. Maybe you can. Twenty twelve to twenty sixteen. Allen Robinson, the number three receiver number three for the Bears all time. All right, give me a second. I like this challenge. Twenty twelve. What happened in twenty? What the hell are you doing? Jesus. Yeah, 2012 to 2016. <laughs> you guys keep looking behind me, and I I'm look, sorry, and there's dude. nothing there. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. It wasn't Brandon Marshall. Nope. Nope. Definitely wasn't Brandon Marshall. Alshon Jeffrey. Yep. Wow. Oh, I forgot about that guy. It, yeah. Who's after him? This is the last one, then we're going to move on to the real talk. How, He's how not a receiver. The number four receiver. Devin Hester. No. Allen Robinson. No. He's not a receiver, you said? Nope. So it's a tight end? Nope. No, he was he was a running back. Oh, mm-hmm. Matt Forte. No. Oh, oh that's a that great one. Oh man, you should know this. Go ahead. <sighs> Jesus. He's your favorite player in Tecmo Bowl. And Besides Walter, Walter Payton. Walter Payton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Walter Payton. Seriously. Yeah. Damn man, Chicago Bears really don't like to throw it. Nah. You know. Forty-three hundred receiving yards. The all-time leader Johnny Morris, five thousand fifty-nine. Number two, Damn. Harlan Hill. I'll Ooh. get you a Harlan Hill jersey, maybe. Um, Forty-six, sixteen. You've been wanting one of those. I, right? think I actually w- asked Nicole for one, and she refused. Really? Yeah. No? I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, no, she hates the Bears. Racism. I think you guys will get <laughs> the sure three of the top four leading receivers for the Patriots all time, but you won't get the top guy. So, who is who do you think is the top guy for it's the Patriots all Moss. time? It's not Randy Moss, even though you no. want to say Randy Moss because Randy funny. Moss isn't in the top four. But you still tell know us when he three. played. Yeah, roughly. 80s. Oh, 80s. I don't. The Patriots were not very good in the 80s. They made right? it to the Super Bowl in the 80s. Yeah. People forget. Mm-hmm. That's I better than most. Is that when they got blown out really bad? By 40, the, 46 10. There you yeah. go. Okay. At I don't the time, know, I don't it was know the any worst beating ever. Okay, who's the number two all time leading Patriots receiver? It's not Randy Moss. Is it's it? not a receiver. I, oh, oh, really? Uh, James White. Uh, White. No. Okay, guys. Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. There we go. Okay. One of the best slot receivers of all time next. Emmendola. I was going to say Wes Welker. Wes Welker. And then another great slot receiver of all time. Edelman? Edelman. The top guy is Stanley Morgan. Oh. Didn't, wait, he I had a law office ben up there. Right out there. Right, <laughs> An yeah. investment firm. An invest, yeah. He had a brokerage. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for Stanley Ben. Where's Ben Coates on the list? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, so cool. uh, where we left off, I think what I told everyone is that this next running back ruined another fantasy player. Ruined him. 
Yeah, it really sunk his ship. Everyone, sunk my battleship. Yeah, everyone had Ken Walker pegged as a top 12 running back going into the season. And standard, one-point PPR, redraft, even in Dynasty. Is Wouldn't probably you argue top. in Dynasty he was probably a top four running back? Top four that could draft. be pushing. Top four could be pushing it, but at least top six. Okay, absolutely. Brees Hall definitely makes it over him for right. me. I think. No, Vinny's like, oh, I had him number <laughs> no, three. No, 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 no. I'm just listening to you, man. I was making adjustments on the spreadsheet. Okay. <laughs> are you Are you trying to? Ma- <laughs> uh, I just, just wait for you guys to see that. That's all. But all right. Um, right now we have Zach Charbonnet. At number thirty-two, it's a sweet name. It Say is it again. Charbonnet. Yeah. Charbonnet. Sorbet. <laughs> yeah. I eat sorbet with Charbonnet. Yeah. Yeah. With a little Charbonnet drizzle. I take ecstasy with Charbonnet. So many people are gonna be down on Kenneth Walker, huh? A lot of people are gonna be down on this guy, man. Yeah. They're worried about that that Charbonnet, that sorbet. I gotta be honest. The f- closer I'm getting to the season, the more I like Charbonnet, and the less I like Walker. Wow. No joke. Is it because the, all the podcasts you listen to talking me out of it? No, I think it's because how much I like Charbonnet in the passing game. I just don't want to say how I really feel. No, that's <laughs> still, there's too many important people listening. Nah, I mean, for you me, can make though, your case the other way too, though. Yeah, right. I mean, if you think that's if you could talk every, but for me, I like Charbonnet. I, think, I like him as more yeah. than a handcuff. Let's say that. Right. I like him as more than a handcuff. I have to. I think I think the league should feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. Charbonnet was my number one ranked. Running back. Yeah, I know. So we, he was over heard. Rashawn Johnson. Yeah, and yeah. Whoa. B. John Robinson, both of them. For Hold real. on. So you, so you think Charbonnet be is great, better great, than great. all of them? Yeah, Charbonnet we, was number one. So if Roshan Johnson was number two, if Charbonnet ends up as the RB one for Seattle, is he going to outproduce B. John Robinson as the RB one? Absolutely. Oh, are we doubling up? Yeah. So so that's a he actually has. He yeah. actually has way more hope with this bet. But see, he's he's not thinking the way I'm thinking more than likely. But. If Charbonnet were to become the RB1 for Seattle, that would actually make you break even because you're losing Roshan Johnson. But, but Charbonnet yeah. would run a ton. Let's, let's run it. No, no, them. no. I'm not stupid. I make smart bets. If Charbonnet <laughs> becomes the RB1 in Seattle, Seattle is a run first heavy run team with Pete Carroll. Yeah. Okay. Heavy run team. I'm not dumb, and bro. And so another thing is Charbonnet so the, is... I make smart bets, Mike. I yeah, don't make dumb bets. Yeah, the same thing with your trades. Like, you only do trades with me whenever I'm losing. Charbonnet whenever also does he has... Did he force you to do the trade? Yeah. No. Oh, he my did. God. He, Charbonnet what? has great hands. What did that come out of? Uh, I'm joking. I'm so confused. It's late. I it's don't know late. what you're talking about. I'm joking. Mike just had his second beer, and he is buzzed now, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was meant for, like, uh, entertainment purposes I, only. I, I don't know what Like Madam Chloe? To. Yeah. Who's going to read you yes. your picture? Uh, Madam Chloe. Yeah, I used to call her. Yes. Yep. She never gave me good advice, that stupid bitch. So I wonder uh, if people are going to bid more on Charbonnet or bid more on Kenneth Walker no, or bid equally. Kenneth or, Walker. Or are yeah. people going to be so scared of Kenneth Walker and no. really on Charbonnet? Or, nope. This is interesting. I think it drops them both into like a mid-level status because they, they both so, balance each other out. I think everyone's going to be shocked at how low Walker is on our list. We won't get to him tonight. But uh, Charbonnet at number 32, we feel that he is a firm number three running back. That is as a backup to Kenneth Walker. And I think it's because of the catches. Walker didn't have many last year. Charbonnet should be somewhere in that 30, 35 catch range. He can get six, 700 yards on the ground. I mean, Charbonnet is a usable guy. He is definitely flexible. And if you go maybe not zero RB, you're not wanting Charbonnet as your starter. 
But uh, I do. He's a great zero target. No, no, he's a great zero running back target. I disagree. I think actually that's the zero target running back yeah. type you want. That's a prototype. One player away from RB one status that will have a serious role in the passing game. Yeah. Where, I mean, how can uh, you have, what what better can you do as zero running back? So right. if Najee Harris goes down, Jalen Warren would be a top sixteen running back. If Alvin Kamara is out of the picture, Jamal Williams is probably a top twenty running back. No, no, there's big differences here. There's big differences here. Jalen Warren is on that roster by accident. Charbonnet was drafted by Pete Carroll for a That's reason. True. I feel completely different about Charbonnet. Charbonnet is not the player, or Jalen Warren is not the player Charbonnet is. He's not. No, not. But so, right. like what we talked about with Roshan, sometimes it's just opportunity. Who do you right. trust more as a coach? That's that's also to yeah. run the I ball. Hate Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is always yeah. Just <laughs> I hate overall. Him. But he's, who do you trust to run the ball? Both guys equally. My Tom, God, yeah. they love running the ball. When Tomlin says something, you have a tendency to believe it. Yeah, when, no doubt. He's, when he's Carroll real. says something, like oh, we love this guy. He's, he's practicing amazing. Nah, I said that. I said him. that same thing about Charbonnet. That, that's my point. Oh, did you say that? I was not listening. I'm sorry. I was reading. Not in this podcast. a couple of them ago. Remember, we're like. Pete Carroll says a lot of bullshit, man. He says oh, he a lot said, of yeah. fucking bullshit. He thinks every running back on his roster is a diamond in the rough. Uh, yeah. I'm like, so, I mean, if I mean, you believe it, they, go ahead. They used I, real draft capital on Charbonnet. They did, real. So, they did no, it on for Penny me, too. I like Charbonnet. He's someone that I would definitely go after in Dynasty. He's someone that I would look at and redraft as right. a solid number three. But I am not looking at Charbonnet. I don't think in any situation am I looking at Charbonnet as my number one because you're literally hoping every week for a Ken Walker inter- inter- injury you are. to make him relevant. But that's, that's how, not. That, I can't draft that. That's way. what zero running back is. That's what zero running back yeah. is. Right. You're drafting guys that don't have an opportunity now, but may have one eventually. Yeah. You know, Rashad Penny is a zero running back type strategy. Right. You know, he's actually more secure than Charbonnet right yeah. now. You know. Yeah. Well. We're going to find out. But right now, our consensus is number 32, and that's probably close to where he is in, like, on a yeah, standard ESPN. Right. Next guy up. Oh, man. He was drafted. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this guy. So this guy was, uh, in college, he was a wide receiver. Handed Let's go, to man. And we, we are not talking about Tony Pollard. He also played mostly wide receiver in college. He was a top 15 running back his first two years in the league. This guy is Top incre- 12. Was he real, top 12? He's top 12 both seasons. Well, top 15 is also true, though. Right, right, right. But no, no, but change it because <laughs> it, we, we got to make it sound clear. Better. He was an RB1. That's the point I'm trying to make. The guy is big. The guy is fast. He plays for Ron Rivera. You liked him before I did? I you did. You can say that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Antonio Gibson. Runs a 4-3. 4-3-8. 4 something like that. It's right. 6'2", 228 pounds. Okay. Yeah. First two seasons in the league, we saw this coming, man. Finished as RB1. Yep. Tremendous in the ground game. Great in the receiving game. Year three comes along. Offensive coordinator doesn't like him. Turns out it wasn't Coach Rivera. It was the offensive coordinator. Really? I started reading the tea leaves on this early, which is why I traded for him in our dynasty league. I said to myself, there's a chance Gibson could really bounce back with the enemy. And if he gets all the passing work and they don't bring in a guy. Like, it scared me that when they were talking about Kareem Hunt. I was like, oh, God, don't do that. There is no competition for running back targets for Antonio Gibson right now. This is a great flex option in redraft and a great target in all leagues, in my opinion, because of the price you get to purchase them at. Okay? The the starter is still Brian Robinson, but I don't think it would take much for Gibson to start off hot, catch some passes, have some big games to assume his role again, and put Brian Robinson into a between the I'm sorry. Yeah, between the 20s, early down runner, and maybe plunging in at the goal line type. 
So this is a guy for me that is a tremendous bargain. And I am a little biased because I have him, but I've seen what he can do when he's given the job. He is an RB1 when he is given the job and we is given the passing down role. He's very, very good, man. This is, for me, we got him at what? eleven nine three. Yep. That's that's flex territory, man. And if you're right, if someone agrees with me and you end up being right, you got yourself a diamond in the rough, man, on the cheap. Those two years that he was running back 12, he was like 12 and a half points. So right. it, it was a low end. So we right. are literally projecting him as a group that he's going to be really close to those numbers, that he's going to be pretty much back. The enemy can only help. The, the enemy can only help him, man. Yeah. Sam Howell's going to have to check down some, and they, they're implementing a ton of screens. That's what made me trade for him. I started watching some, some freaking training camp film, and they're running screens over and over with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. And Antonio Gibson is literally breaking ankles, man. He, he's just nice. Okay, I, I have a name for you, Christian Rodriguez. You guys laughed at me the first time I mentioned <laughs> that. No, I mean, honestly, we laughed I mean, I know, at you so I know much. Christian you got to be more specific. I know Christian Rodriguez. I just don't think he's going to jump both guys. But go ahead if you think he's going to jump both guys. Is he in Washington? Is he better than Gibson now? Is he he's a better than Brian now? Robinson. He's better yeah. than both of them. But yeah. how do you feel about Christian Gonzalez? That's the real question. Christian, he's a stud. No, Rodriguez. He's a stud. I know. But what about Christian Gonzalez? I don't know that guy. He makes good podcasts. You don't know who that guy is? Come on, man. You don't know who Christian Gonzalez is? Oh, you'll get to know him when he shuts down half the AFC East. You'll okay. See. That was a good pick by them. But yeah, no, it was I'm, tremendous. We were just fucking with you. Tremendous. So Christian Rodriguez, where is he out of? Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. He was a good running back in college. He play, You should have seen him play against the Florida Gators every season. Mm. I don't know. I believe he got in some trouble. He was suspended for a while. If I'm thinking of the correct guy, is that right? I don't know. No. I don't know. Um, Mike, tell us. How did he look behind bars? What did you grade him, Mike, out of five? Because you, you rank on five points, right? All right, so Chris Rodriguez, what do we need to know about him? Hey, it seems like the coach is like all about like his ability to um, – am I talking too slow right now? You Jesus. always talk too slow. I want, you, I want you to tell me one thing because this – Chris Rodriguez is basically a repeat of Brian Robinson. Oh, so he's heavy-footed. He doesn't catch a lot of passes. There you go. So what Brian. What does he do better? And they spent a six-round pick on him. So what's he going to do better than Brian Robinson? Well, Brian Robinson is an Alabama running back. Correct. Who has some high – he's gone up against high-level college competition and excelled at Alabama. I think that Christian Rodriguez's draft capital is a little different, too. I think Brian Rodriguez – I'm sorry, Brian Robinson was drafted – Third round. Third round. Where was Christian Rodriguez? Was sixth. sixth. So there's a difference in draft capital. He's going to be replacing the other guy that was there last year. That was a late round pick. They were not happy with him when he had to step in for an injured Gibson at one point. I forget his name. I don't know if they've cut him already. But I think that's oh. what Christian Rodriguez's role is going to be. Well, what I'm saying, I guess my point is, you were saying watch Chris uh, Chris Rodriguez. He's Brian Robinson, but worse. So why are we watching him? He's 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 not going to probably even beat unless Brian Robinson gets shot again. He's probably <laughs> he's probably not going to take his, so that right. He's not going to take his his spot. So, uh, so are you are you attacking it because it's my player? 
No, that's, I don't think so. I don't know what I'm doing. So. Do you have Ryan Robinson? I have them both. I'm, yeah. I brought Robinson You're and Gibson. obviously higher on Ryan Robinson than Chris Rodriguez, and Chris Rodriguez doesn't do anything Chris, to set himself apart even, from Brian Robinson. Yeah, he doesn't factor himself in at all. Correct. Um, Rivera loves Brian Robinson. That's been recorded. He loves him to death, and the minute he was able to come off IR – and practice, he was inserted into starting lineup immediately. The dude got shot and came and, back. And came yeah. back. That's season. amazing. That He's not losing amazing. his job to a sixth rounder. I actually like this. You know, going back to something you said uh, in one of the was it this podcast or the previous recording we did where you mentioned what happens if you miss out on one of these great running backs? What do you do about all these committees? Right. This is actually something I bounce around in my head a lot. If you feel a team has a really strong first and second down back and a very strong third down back and you really don't have great options one week, I have no problem looking at a couple backfields and saying, hmm, I'm going to run out both guys. I would do it with Washington's. I would do Brian Robinson and Gibson at the same time. If the matchup was right and I didn't have a surefire RB1 that week. And I think there's a couple backfields that you can do that with. I think if we're right about Jalen Warren, I could see a situation where if the matchup is right one week, run both guys out. It just depends on how your roster is constructed. You and know, the just, Browns, just on a side note. Would you do it with, with the Browns too? Not yet. I think Jeremy Ford is in a great spot and he's a direct backup to Chubb, but I haven't seen enough for him at the NFL level yet. Okay, they trust him obviously because they brought in nobody. So Jeremy Ford right now is the heir apparent, and he is the backup to Nick Chubb. If Nick Chubb goes down, Jeremy Ford is very valuable. I just don't know what you're going to get out of Jeremy Ford in the pass game. That's all. It's hard. Yeah. You know. I mean, Nick Chubb doesn't do shit in the pass game. And he's amazing. Huh? He's, he's every incre- year. I mean, every honestly, year, he is Derrick a top Henry. three just running back. Right. Take he's, the passing game out of it. He right. is incredible. He's Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, Henry similar, light. very similar. Similar, though. Yeah, I mean... I won't say it's super light, but I mean... It, it, I think the styles are Derrick Henry needs to wear down a defense. I think if you look yeah, at his second half, he, he does. really does puts a punishment on some of these linebackers. Right. They call it a business decision. When he's coming at you, you really have to decide, <laughs> yeah. am I, I going to tackle this guy at 6'4", 245 pounds? Guys, if Gibson, going back to Gibson, though, would it surprise you? If Gibson came in and played really well this year and usurped Brian Robinson. No. Right. I, actually, since he's brought up Chris Rodriguez, I just went back and looked real quick. Right. Brian Robinson, have his athletic score, 62. Right. Yeah. No, no it, it was it, total score, 76 with right. the production. 40-yard dash, he was at 4.53. Right. Um, everything was, was solid, but even hit... When you go into his athletic profile, not a great burst. No. Nope. He's got quick feet for a big guy, but his hands are going to disappoint. Upright running style is going to lead to injuries. Chris Rodriguez, he's six foot two seventeen, so he's a good size back. No burst. His athletics his athleticism score was slightly higher in a seventy three, but nothing that would lend itself to a uh, to a top ten running back to where you're watch, where the athleticism watch the film. Dr- watch well, the film. Well, um, look, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I mean. The fi- maybe he plays better for real, but I'm just telling you what the scouts are saying. The guys that watch the film, they are saying he's got below average for burst. He doesn't move well for you know his change of direction is heavy, one speed running style, right. pad level is a little tall as a run finisher. He's inconsistent against the blitz, so he's not good in pass protection. Man, I, he's I, drafted I don't even in the sixth round for a reason. There right. is, man. I, I don't know right. how much this can be overlooked by guys. 
how good are these running backs in pass protection? They can be a great runner, a great you know, a great pass catcher. If you can't help protect your quarterback, right. certain schemes are going to keep you off the field. Yeah. Plain yeah. and simple. Yeah. They can be as great. And this has to be. I mean, guys, if on this, if you're doing fantasy where you're playing for hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars a year, this has to be something going into the season that you're doing your homework on. Exactly. Can they pass protect Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman? I'm calling it now. They are going to disappoint this year because they're horrible in pass protection. Plain and simple, it's taking them off the field and has nothing to do with talent. These guys could be amazing runners. The opportunities won't be there because the coaching staff can't trust them to help keep Justin Fields upright. Yeah. So it's little things like that. So if this guy can't help block and Antonio Gibson's a better blocker, he's going to get the opportunities. He's already shown he can done it, and Chris Rodriguez hasn't. So not saying you're wrong. What I'm saying is I don't feel he's going to get enough opportunities to usurp Gibson or Robinson. That's fair. That's Without all. Without an injury. Yeah. Without an injury. Yeah, injury, of course. Opportunity is everything sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know, Vinny said it earlier, Jalen Warren was only there for an, by an accident. It's going to take an injury to, to Najee Harris for him to be relevant. Right. There you go. I have to say, I'm looking at the casual, and he looks like um, – what was the guy's name from Limp Biscuit? No. Britney Spears. No. Limp, Fred Durst? Li- yeah, oh, Fred, Fred Durst. Fred Durst. <laughs> Doesn't he look like Fred Durst right I, it's now? The, it's the red hat backwards. Yeah. yeah. I hated Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I Man, did it come all on. for the nookie. Chocolate what? covered star. Uh, wait, it was chocolate covered starfish. Was chocolate that the. Chocolate starfish <laughs> and, a hot dog, and a hot dog flavored water. Yeah. Hot dog flavored water. <laughs> I love that. You like hot dog flavor water, right? Don't yeah. you sometimes drink that on air? Yeah, that's what I have right he now. He has two soaking in, in a bottle of ice water at home right now. When he gets home, he's going to chug it. Yeah. That's how he hi- stays hydrated after all of his uh, beer. Lots of salt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He, like, he likes to feel bloated. When he puts on his shoes, he wants them to feel tight. Yeah. He yeah. wears a 10 in the morning, but at night, it's an 11. Yeah. It's crazy. That's yeah. It's interesting it that you're into that. And my wife doesn't even like that. Oh, man. That bloated feeling, that swollen feeling. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. So sad to hear that. I know. Me is that why it. you piss so much when you go to the bathroom? It's like an eight-minute piss. <laughs> that yeah. is. All the hot dog water. Yeah. It just sits in your bladder. Yeah. He eats five every night. <laughs> five hot dogs? Five hot dogs. And two cups of hot dog, hot dog water. water. Mm. That's exactly it. <laughs> that's a weird recipe. How did we go from Gibson to this? What happened? I don't know. That's, a, that's what happened. we do. That's what we yeah, do. Yeah, Wielden. Oh Wielden happened. Lord. <laughs> So Jeez. who's the next running back on our list? Yeah. Are we done for Let's the night? Let's go. The next running back, we're gonna we're gonna have to give a teaser. This guy had no draft capital. Um, he came out of nowhere. I don't think anyone saw this coming because there was a first round running back ahead of him, and uh, he's look, gonna be relevant this year. We look at his workout metrics on, on the next episode, and it makes you wonder how he was not relevant on draft day. Yeah, it was probably a small school. No. Oh, really? Nope, but you have to wait till next week till we break that down. Oh, that's nice okay. teaser. Yeah, that was. All right, well, everyone, we can't thank you enough for listening. Uh, looking forward to some emails. Looking forward to hearing some feedback on our group me. Yes, yeah, and Mike is praying, praying that he gets... I don't know what he's Who doing. Who are you praying to over there? I'm thanking our audience. Okay. Yeah. Thanking. Mike you is praying. You guys feeling that prayer? Yeah. He's really praying hard. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Our 13 listeners. Namaste. (laughs) Namaste. (laughs) All righty, guys. Well, thank you again for listening, and we will be back talking to you again very, very soon. Peace.